With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Chop down toward third. Step on the bag one. Over to second two. Can you turn three? You bet. Triple play. Chance to win it in the ninth. The stretch, the pitch. Hopped in the left center field. Back it goes. Racing back Thompson. That ball is up. It is done. A grand slam home run by Willie Calhoun. Live from the Bud Light Studios in Austin, Texas, this is Talkin' Baseball, the show for you, the fan. Now, here's your host, the voice of the Round Rock Express, Mike Caps. April 1st, 2019, the final date for Talkin' Baseball with Mike Caps, Mike Harge, all brought to you by Covert Huddle, a long home run away from Dell Diamond. On Highway 79, stop in, see Dan Covert. He also wants you to text him. And he'd be happy to show you around and make a deal with you by text. Is that an April Fool's joke? That, that is not is an April. We, dude, we've been talking. What have you been doing across the table from me? Now you're sitting next to me, and you can't even remember that we've been doing this the whole year. Man, I love it, you're though. That's the, that's the thing about that's, it, Mike. You can't. Give away this because you bring the knowledge well, every single well, week. No, I just talked to Dan Covert. <laughs> <laughs> he's got he's got uh, the Chevys and Fords all all up in their kitchen out in in Huddle. All you have to do is drive by and and on some of the flight paths into Bergstrom, right? You can actually see that place. It's coming, and it's uh, how far is it away from the Dale Diamond? A long home run. There it is. And if you can hit a home run that far, <laughs> good for you. What a show! What a show! We're gonna we're gonna end this twentieth uh, season of talking baseball. Uh, we're gonna end it with uh, Express Manager Mickey Story, who's out tonight. He'll uh, we'll be calling him and uh, getting him on the air for the first time. Well, not on the, not for the first time on talking baseball, but just reintroducing him to Round Rock Express fans. We open, of course, Thursday night down. In Metairie, Louisiana, our last eight games ever against the Baby Cakes, and we'll be talking to the voice of the Baby Cakes, New Orleans Baby Cakes, Tim Grubbs. Bill Brown, the former Astros TV voice, will join us as will former Houston Colt 45, 18-year-old pitcher, turned Astros pitcher, turned Astros manager, turned Astros color analyst, Larry Durker will will. Be our closer tonight. Hey, and that's probably a position that he's used to being in. I don't think there is any any question about that. Very quickly, a couple of notes here. Houston at Texas tonight, one and three. The Astros against the three and one Rangers. Brad Peacock goes to the hill against left-hander Drew Smiley, making his Texas debut. Houston hitting 213 as a team that will change. Seattle and Texas swapping high-voltage right-handed relievers is Connor Sadzek, who pitched here in Round Rock the last three seasons, 100-plus mile fastball, had just been designated for assignment. Now he's headed to Seattle for right-hander Grant Anderson. Sadzek goes right to the 25-man roster. He has no options left. 
Take a big, deep breath, Connor. Use the 100-mile-an-hour fastball. <laughs> Don't worry about the secondary stuff. And exactly. Let, let God take care of you. <laughs> we go to the hotline, and the 33-year-old manager of the Round Rock Express, Mickey Story. You having dinner out there? Having fun, are you? Absolutely. Having a good old time with the staff and put off this. That's that's great. Are you are you jacked up about Thursday and the uh, opening down in New Orleans against the Baby Cakes? Absolutely. We can't wait to play some real games. Spring training so long and so many games we go through and, and these exhibition games. They, it's time to play some real games that matter. You've been you've pitched at Dell Diamond before. I believe it was in 2011 and 2012. Is that right? Yeah. Sure. Yep. And and you know the electricity of the place. And, and you and I have had this discussion, but I, but you really are excited for the season to begin, and especially the home season a week from tomorrow. I can't wait, man. This, this team, these guys, the staff, it's, it's going to be special. It's going to be a good year, and, and we're thrilled to be in Round Rock with, with, with the fans. With the excitement that they have, it, it's mutual with the players and the staff. We, we're looking forward to playing in that beautiful ballpark and, and giving them um, a real treat. Hey, Mickey, this is Mike Harge here, and I, I wanted to ask you, at what point in your playing career did you decide that you wanted to manage or coach, and did it come as a planned thing out? And, and Or were you invited by the Astros to decide to stay within the organization? Um, it, This is like a three-part question, all right? You guys ready? So, as a Yeah, I gave kid, you a bunch of them. I, yeah, <laughs> hey, as a, as a young kid, I was one of those diehard baseball junkies who – who took joy in writing out lineups with his current team I played for, watched games all day long, That's studied the awesome. game. Um, you, you know, aside from that, playing a long time, you never think you're going to be you know, done playing at 30 years old. But when, when the time got close, I, I knew that I was going to go down that road. It was something I had passion for. And I started bumping around, talking to, talking to front office people, talking to coaches, and and kind of plan to see that, that when I'm done playing officially is something I want to pursue. So, you know, one of the first things was, was the Astros. Um, I had, you know, they were the first team to give me the opportunity to play in the big leagues. I kept a good relationship with Jeff Lunau for, for years. And, um, you know, they, not only did they give me my first opportunity to, uh, to play in the big leagues, but, but to manage, which, you know, are two lifelong goals for me. And, and uh, you know, I'm an Astro lifer for that. Well, no doubt about it. We're visiting with Round Rock Express manager Mickey Story. Mickey, uh, down in spring training, visiting with some people who know Jeff Luno very well, know about you. The question came up about your future, and to paraphrase, uh, I was told what Jeff said was basically this. Mickey Story is a real up-and-comer as a manager with a bright, bright future, Guess my point is this: Astros live and die by analytics. Lead baseball in that venue. Where did you learn, adapt, and adopt the use of tons of data, not only for for information, but to help these young kids become better and end up playing for the Astros? I'll tell you what. I mean, I, it was it was a whirlwind of, of of learning. To be honest, the second I, I stepped foot in, in the Astros front uh, in in my first meeting as, as an employee of the Astros, it was. It was technology, it was analytics, it was data, it was information, and it was just a, a crash course of learning. And, and I took I took right to it. Um, it was, my first position was a development coach, and which you know gave me the opportunity to learn 
all areas, you know, and, and put together reports and, and really crunch numbers and to really engulf myself in, in, the, in the numbers. Um, you know, managing was something that was always on my plate. And, and once I got the opportunity a year later, it, it was something that it was natural at that point and was able to, you know, the, the fact that I played and, and had the credibility as a player and, and was in that position to learn, it, it, it makes it easy for me to communicate with players to get this stuff driven home and, and to, to further express how important, how important it is in development and in our game today. Mickey, uh, I was at spring training this, this past couple weeks, and as everything was ending, I, wa- I was watching closely, and it appeared to me that those kids were working and looking to get everything that it mattered to try to get to the next level. Astros are looking for have a big reputation of communication with each and every player. You, as a player, and I was a former player too, and when my managers would talk to me, I really wanted to listen. What is it for you that has made every single thing make it to that point where you're like, I can communicate with these guys? Communication is my number one thing. If you if you're not communicating with your players, if you're not spending time with your players, they they're in the dark, um, and they're in the dark with the organization. I played for a ton of guys who sat in their office and had the door half cracked, and you walked by and you, you tiptoed by and you weren't sure. You know, I'm the kind of guy who leaves that door open. I'm in the locker room talking to the players. If I got something to say, I say it. As far as development and teaching, it, it's all day long. It, it's video. It's as simple as being out on the field and pulling out my phone and saying, hey, look at this video right here. Check your technique. Check check the way you moved here. Hey, let's talk about this situation. It's something that's just become really fluent within the organization and something I pride myself on as being, you know, an, an open door, an open book, you know, policy with the players and continuing to communicate and, and have them feel as comfortable as they can, you know, in, in this grind of a career. So it. it their philosophy, my philosophy, is working hand-to-hand, and it's working well. It's working well all the way up to the big league level, and we, we saw that in the eight days, ten days we were down there. And that is so huge, and I think it has resulted, Mickey, and in, in you guys being at the forefront of what is, in my mind, having been in this game a few years, revolutionary behavior for managers and coaches, don't you think? Absolutely. And it's one of those things that, you know, there's, there's some guys on the big league side who come from other clubs and they're used to one way or they've had a long career and, and they're not accustomed to it. But, man, when you start putting stuff in their face that's real, some real numbers and some real information that can really, you know, lift, you know, lift their, um, their, their careers, it, it's something that's it's, it's unbelievable. And, and the fact that we're doing it from the small, the, the lowest level up, it's it's just the way we operate. It's what we're accustomed to at this point, and it speaks volumes. And you know, to say you know our minor leagues, how successful we've been over the last couple of years and even last year, it this has everything to do with it. You know, the way we're communicating, the things we're showing them, the things we're teaching, the way we're operating on a daily basis. It it, it really that's that's real, that's real life Astros baseball. Mickey, um, so I was at the – I watched the game yesterday, but I was following the game the night before. 
you're dealing with a lot of guys that are, are, are coming up to AAA. You've got a lot of experience on that team. So let me ask you this. You know, you lost both of those games, and it was kind of funny to me because I was talking to Mike uh, Cappy, and I was like, man, they lost these two games, but you can see the absolute talent that is sitting there. How are you feeling about your team coming out the gate? And is it fair to say that if you needed to bring some guys up from double A, you will be just fine as well? Absolutely. And let me just say, it's a good thing that Corpus Christi Hooks aren't in the PCL because they got one heck of a team. <laughs> no, but, no, it's, one, it's one of those things. Game, game one, we, we, hit, we out-hit them, we out-pitched them, we out-played them. You know, we have one either, one inning where where Sykes, he wasn't able to. You know, he kind of the wheels came off. That sort of thing wouldn't happen during the season. I would have had a guy up and, and ready to go, and he would have told. You know, I'm not making excuses, but there, there's some things going on these exhibition games that that are still. You know, we're getting our feet wet and we're doing things. Guys got pitch counts, and in game two, we, it was just one of those. They came to play, and we we didn't do a lot, but the fact that you saw what we all saw, there's there's real talent there. There's real ability to do a lot of things. Um, our lineup is going to be explosive. Our pitching staff is going to be dominant. It, our defense is going to be as good as it can be. Like it, it, we got a team. The, the team we see on paper is the team you're going to see show up. They're going to play well. They're going to be good. Um, the fact that we lost two games to our Double A team, hey, that's that's off to our Double A team. They, they got they got to come down. It's still basically. Hey, listen. Listen, enjoy the rest of the night. I'll come over to the office and visit with you when I get to the ballpark tomorrow, and we'll get it on uh, Airplane Wednesday and get it on in New Orleans on Thursday. I'm ready to go, and I know you are. You bet. We're talking baseball. Mike Caps, Mike Harge. We'll be back in just a moment. It's ball brought to you by Covert Hutto, and we are at the Brass Tap in downtown Round Rock. Come on by and visit with us. This is Round Rock Express Baseball on AM 1300, The Zone. Are you reeling in the east? Stowing away the time. Are you gathering up the teas? Have you had enough of mine? Are you reeling in the east? Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. We're back, talking baseball with the voice of the Round Rock Express, Mike Cass. Presented by Covert Hutto. Join the show anytime, 390-LIVE. For the first time in 2019, I did not step on the rejoinder. Proud of you. Thank you. I'm proud of you. As much grief as I got all year from you guys, but it, it worked out. I knew it was going to have a nice <laughs> night because we got both Mike Rivera, the on-site producer, and I got 
parking spots right out in front we of this did. place. I'm so proud we've, of we've had We've had we've had to walk around and tour downtown and uh, wham wham. Right. I love it. I love it though. The fact that y'all recognize we are lucky today. Oh, on the final night, and it's not an April Fool's joke. Even though you tried to make it up. I did try to make it up. You did. You tried to trap me that way. We're brought to you by Covert Huddle, a long home run away from Dell Diamond. Go by and see Dan Covert. He has the best deals on Ford and Chevy trucks anywhere. And if you mention you heard about those deals right here on Talking Baseball, he's going to knock even more off of it. And better than that, and as unusually – a good is anything I've ever heard a car dealer do. He wants to do a deal with you by text. So text him. Dan's phone number, 512-993-7628. Covert Hutto, take a bow. Take wow. a bow. I'm telling you now. Let's go to the hotline. Radio broadcaster for the New Orleans Baby Cakes, a longtime friend of ours. Broadcast New Orleans AAA games with an even more longtime friend of ours, former New York Mets outfielder Ron Swoboda. Ron celebrates this year the 50th anniversary of that World's Championship Mets team in 1969. And that will be some fun to talk with him about when we're down there uh, this uh, coming Thursday. But uh, Tim himself, a Pittsburgh native, uh, 16 seasons in New Orleans, broadcast the AA Tennessee Smokies, was the Southern League Broadcaster of the Year. This is before... They had all those food teams, like the Jumbo Shrimp <laughs> and the Magnificent Montgomery Biscuits. There you go. And a, what, what's that one in Biloxi? That's some kind of fish, too, right? Uh, yeah, Mud Cat or something mud like that. Mud Waller. Catfish or cat, something. Nah. <laughs> we'll let Tim pick us up on that. How you doing? Doing great, Cappy. Uh, it's the Biloxi Shuckers is the, the name. Yes. Well, I'm ready to shuck an oyster, <laughs> right? Yeah, we're getting oysters. But it's all food yeah, related. It's all food related, as is the baby cakes, you know. So it's, it's yeah, it's, it's the trendy thing now. <laughs> uh huh. Well, I I don't. You know, I love round rock donuts, but I don't want to become the round rock donuts. You know what I mean? <laughs> Seriously. Uh, hey, let's get this a bad idea for a game. You know, just do it. No, wouldn't that be great? We got the chupacabras. So why not the donuts? I love that. I love that thought. Fit guys out and. I will tell you this, Cappy. If you do donuts for one game and you guys get shut out, you'll never do it again. <laughs> I got a feeling it'd be one and done anyway. <laughs> just, <laughs> just thinking, thinking through it. Well, well, right up front, let's get the discussion of this final New Orleans AAA season out of the way. Shame it had to come to this. Really going to miss coming there for many, many reasons. Not only seeing you and Swoboda. Uh, and all of our friends, the sports writers there, and great seafood lunches, and I have the greatest workout venue in the world right down on the river. But bottom line to it, it really, Tim, was the bottom line. Was there any way this move out of New Orleans in your mind could have been avoided? I do think it could have been. I think uh, the stadium needed to be upgraded, and, you know, obviously you've been coming to this ballpark for a long time, it's almost identical to the ballpark that you came here in 1998-1999 and it's shame yep. that in 2019 that there's very little different than the ballpark was 20 years ago and I think if they were renovating the ballpark I think this could have been a different outcome but you know it's it's Louisiana it's New Orleans uh it's 
It's a state that's struggling financially, and, you know, they keep wanting Super Bowls, so they keep throwing what money they have towards the Superdome, and they don't have much access to to help the ballpark out here. It's it's sad. Tim, this is Mike Harge here, and and what I wanted to ask you, with all that being said, what is the future – of this New Orleans baseball team as it remains in the air. There's been discussions about moving the double-A Southern League team there. Is that in the plans? Is that what you've heard since all of this has happened? Yeah, that's the plans. That's what they want to have happen. And I think initially when all of this broke news, you know, last September was that it was going to be seamless. And the AAA team would walk out in, uh, you know, August or September of, of 2019, and a AA team would come in immediately after. But because there hasn't been any improvements to the ballpark or any money being thrown that way, it, there's going to be a gap of at least one year. But I think, hopefully, you know, with a lack of baseball and there's some excitement this season that people are seeing it going away, that there'll be the politicians and all the powers that be can can say, hey, we need to get this ballpark fixed up a little bit. I don't think it needs that much, but obviously it does need some some touches, some upgrades. And, and hopefully there's a double-A team here in 2021 or 2022, somewhere down the line. Well, for baseball fans down there, and uh, boy, we know a bunch of them through the years. It's, it's a sad time, I know, but uh, some young group really looking to make a name for itself at the double-A level and really pump up the Southern League, which is going pretty well from what I read and hear. Uh, New Orleans could be such a, a bright and shining example of how to take one that was a little bit a little bit down and rev it up and reignite interest because there's a ton of interest in baseball down there. Oh, absolutely. Obviously, you guys see the college baseball interest. LSU was just in uh, Austin a couple of weeks ago. They were one of the top teams in the country, and people do like baseball here. It's And I think double-A maybe makes more sense because some of the cities, geography-wise, you play Biloxi, which is a little more than an hour drive. You play Pensacola, which is just a few hours. You know, geography-wise, maybe, maybe it makes more sense for people here. And the fact that you would see more, you know, the, the kids that played in college a little quicker than you do here at the triple-A level. So, okay, um, all that said, again, this time next season, we'll be talking about a new adventure for you and a lot of folks who work with you in New Orleans. You'll be moving into a sleek, shiny new ballpark right on the banks of the Arkansas River. Now, don't call it the Arkansas River in Wichita, Kansas, if you don't already know that, because I did the first time I was up there (laughs) in uh, 2000. uh, I, I almost was not allowed into the ballpark. Uh, just warning you, but you you have to be excited about what's happening in Wichita, and it's not just the ballpark; it's a it's a, a an across the river from downtown regentrification, as well, is it not? Oh, absolutely. There's going to be some shops, and there's going to be some restaurants and bars and all of that just beyond the outfield wall, and then it's a short walk across the Arkansas River from downtown. There's a whole, it's a whole part of development. It's, you know, a lot like uh, what we're seeing in Nashville. You know, obviously, when we, every time we go to Nashville, and you know this, Cappy, um, there's something brand new around the ballpark. You know, a stadium yep. that opened, what, three or four years ago, that they're opening new restaurants and stuff like that. So we're going to have that all in Wichita. And I tell you, I was up there about a month ago, and I, people are just loving 
professional baseball is coming back, and they're very excited. So I'm excited about it. Obviously, uh, I'm going to miss New Orleans, but at the same time, I'm, I'm very excited about what's to come. So with everything that's been going on, all the discussions and, and all the papers that we've been reading, everybody's talking about Wichita. PCL President Branch Rickey was on with us last week, and he seems to be vibrant about a smaller city, but equipped for the great vibe of AAA baseball. You've been up there. What are the folks thinking? What are you thinking? And does that feel great to you? Yes, I do. I think sometimes, and not that New Orleans can't support a baseball team, and I think it can, and it obviously did for a while, and it was a very successful run here for a while. But the fans here, you know, are huge Saints fans, and everything is Saints first. LSU football second, uh, LSU baseball third, maybe Pelicans fourth, and then somewhere down the line, you know, mixed in there with Tulane baseball and Tulane football is the minor league baseball team. And I think that sometimes it gets lost in the mix. There's so much going on in a city like New Orleans that it kind of is a little you know, it gets lost. And I'm excited about being, uh, you know, one of the big dogs in town. Obviously, Wichita State Shocker basketball has been very successful over the years. And obviously, they run a different season than, than baseball. So I think being in a smaller town, we've seen it with El Paso. They, they support UTEP up there, and, and they have supported the Chihuahuas since losing their double-A team and bringing back triple-A baseball with a beautiful new downtown ballpark that I think it's it's kind of the same model and same mold as what we're gonna what we're gonna see in Wichita. Yeah, but you didn't knock down the city hall, which you should have done. Nothing <laughs> <laughs> better than knocking down city hall and building a ballpark. Yeah, I'm voting for that. Listen, we we've uh, we need to get to a quick baseball discussion here. Now we opened with you guys on Thursday down at the Shrine. What can we expect from the Miami Marlins AAA baby brothers, the Cakes, right out of the gate? I think we're going to be pretty good. Now, most people think, you know, Miami Marlins, you know, they just sold off, you know, Giancarlo Stanton and Christian Yelich and Marcelo Zuda and D. Gordon and go down the list, J.T. Real Mucho most recently. But what they've returned is a lot of prospects. And, you know, we've got a guy that's got a lot of raw talent and Monty Harrison, who's going to be quite an outfielder. And we've got some returnees, Austin Dean, a guy that you guys would have seen down there last year with a little pop. Uh, so I think ultimately this is going to be a pretty decent team out of the shoot. Now the problem is, you know, the difference between maybe Astros and Marlins. Astros have some depth because they've done this for a while. If the Marlins run into troubles, which is just a matter of time, as a major league team that is going to struggle, yeah. they're going to get from here. So we'll see, you know, how much depth there is and how this team will win and lose over the course of a 140 games. Well. We're getting uh, all juiced up. We talked to Mickey Story, our manager, uh, in the first segment. He's uh, all jacked up. So are the guys. And uh, it ought to be a good series. Five days. Yeah, you'll get to see the whole rotation for the most part. You know, I think we're going to start the year with a six-man rotation. But, you know, when you see teams for five days, and then we're, we're down your way pretty quickly afterwards. What about two yes. weeks later? So we'll yep. see a lot, of, a lot of express cakes here in early April. No doubt about it. Tim Grubbs, the voice of the New Orleans Baby Cakes, and he'll be the voice of the Wichita whatever they are <laughs> in 2020. And uh, we're all excited about every bit of that. He's our guest on Talking Baseball with Mike Caps. We'll talk to you soon, partner. We'll see you uh, Thursday afternoon early. Thanks, Tim. Looking forward to seeing you. Thanks, guys. We're all brought to you by Covert Hutto, Highway 79, just between Round Rock 
and that beautiful, beautiful city of Hutto, Texas. And not only that, the greatest deals on Chevys and Fords. And to find out more about it, Dan Covert has the answers. Text him, 512-993-7628. We're going to be back in just a few moments. Bill Brown, the former TV voice of the Houston Astros, he's our guest next. We're talking baseball. We are at the beautiful Brass Tap in downtown Round Rock. Come by and join us on AM 1300, The Zone. is Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer a hand clapper a high fiver I kind of like the high five but if you want to hone in on those winning moves check out Chumba Casino at ChumbaCasino.com choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes there are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses so don't wait start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com no purchase necessary VTW void or prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus This is Talkin' Baseball with the voice of the Round Rock Express, Mike Caps. Now back to the show. We're brought to you by Covert Hutto, a long home run away from Dell Diamond on Highway 79. Stop in and see Dan Covert. Better yet, he'd love to do a deal. He'd love to text you. Swap texts. Get a vehicle. That is at Covert Hutto. And Dan is the man out there. 512-993-7628. We go to the hotline for Keith Moreland. And uh, let's see. 20 seasons now, Keith, of Round Rock Express Baseball. And you were one of two principal color analysts that year. Take us back in your mind's bank and, and as we welcome you to Talking Baseball. And uh, give me some memories that just sort of stand out from 20 years ago. Oh, I, I think the first thing was just the excitement that first three weeks leading it, it, it to the ballpark being finished, the team coming back, uh, working with you that, 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 that first night and seeing Everything that, that took place in Round Rock and to see uh, Major League Baseball make an appearance, because minor league baseball is just an extension of Major League Baseball in, in, in the Central Texas area because we just had not had it since, you know, since those old days when they played down at Zilker Park in the late right. 1940s and early 1950s. So it was such a, an event to see what uh, Nolan – and that group and, you know, all the people in the administration at Round Rock and the city of Round Rock and, and Dale and everything to do everything, uh, 
I, well, I quite frankly, uh, it, it's just like right now. It was holidays, only that was Christmas Day when we played that first game. You know, it really was. There's no doubt about that. Keith Moreland is our guest. 13-year veteran, Major Leaguer, Cubs, Phillies. Uh, let's see. I, I, I can go back in my memory oh, bank. My, this, Baltimore the Orioles. End, the end, have gun will travel. <laughs> there you go. Keith, this is Mike Harge, man. Always good to talk to you. I ran into you at the Dale match play the other day. But yeah. what, what I wanted to talk to you about is the simple fact of baseball. This, this year is the 20th season for the Round Rock Express. You are part of it. You're looking back at it. It's went from the Astros to the Rangers. Now it's back to the Astros. And the Astros have one of the top minor league systems in baseball. As a, as a person that has covered baseball for as long as you have, played the game, been at all the levels, you sit and you look at this Round Rock team and you know that the Astros have all those talent. What are you most looking for? Well, you know, that's an interesting question. Um, there's so many times, you know what, what a great minor league facility is, and Mike will tell you this too, and I, I really believe this in the bottom of my heart. It's, it's whether or not the city that you go to embraces you, embraces the team, embraces the environment that is there. And that's what that's what happens in Round Rock. It is, it is. You are welcome. They, you know, they pass the hat in the first home run that keeps the inner hit. I mean, I hadn't seen that since I played. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. That was back. That was. And they're still doing it. The wheel was invented. So uh, that's <laughs> well, but for but the invented was, infield dirt, I know what you're saying. Yeah, you know. So it, it, it's 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 such a throwback uh we are very fortunate in central texas to have what we have what the ryans have done uh the leadership from way back in 2000 to right now and the type of leadership they've had in every level how they go about doing everything uh how they treat the fans how they treat the the, the players that are coming in how the players feel about coming here there's not one that i've ever met mike can verify this i'm pretty sure that hadn't said and a lot of them live here now a lot of them, the crews are over That's right. in Central Texas living just because they love the environments here. So that's what's so important about it. Now, when you're looking at talent, Mike, just to answer your question, if there's anybody in baseball that's done a better job of accumulating talent from the top of their organization to the bottom than the Astros have in the last six years, I would venture to guess that that's never, maybe never happened. It reminds me, and, and again, all I can go back to is what I'm reminding me, playing in the minor leagues, trying to get to the big leagues with the Phillies and seeing what the Phillies had done. Individual ownership really did a great job of putting guys together where you had guys like Lonnie Smith, myself, guys that, that, that were in the minor league system, Jim Morrison, and went to, didn't play the Phillies, went, went someplace else and played 10 years. We had a bunch of guys that they, they were going through the system of the Dodgers uh, of the, the late 70s and the early 80s who just every year had a rookie of the year that was coming out of their minor league system. So, the Astros have done a great job. The fans here in town are going to see some unbelievable talent, and it's going to be another. There's no doubt. There's no, no, no doubt about it. I'm going to call you tomorrow, and we're going to talk about getting you out to do a little color with me this year again. I'd love to have you, bud. I, I, mean, I absolutely, I would be more than happy to do it. And I love your show. I, lo I love being involved in it. And uh, 
tell you what, uh, cannot believe that it was 20 years ago. It's, wow. It, it got by quickly, didn't it? Yes, we'll talk did. to you tomorrow. I'll promise you before we uh, go out on the field to get our pictures taken. Okay? Sounds good. You guys, uh, you guys do well. Have a great rest of the show. We'll Thank do it, you. partner. Keith Moreland's our guest on Talking Baseball with Mike Caps, brought to you by Covert Hutto. And right as soon as I get the cue from Eric Kruger, we're going to go to Bill Brown. And there he is. Mr. Brown, how the heck are you? Oh, exceptionally well, Cappy. How are you guys? We're, um, well, we started with Mickey Story, the manager of the Round Rock Express. We've been to Tim Grubbs, the guy from the uh, New Orleans Baby Cakes. We just had Keith Moreland on and now the former TV voice of the Astros, Bill Brown, who has been there and seen all this develop over the last six or seven years. Is it amazing to you as you sat in that TV booth and now as you do some fill-in radio work and do community work for the Houston Astros, is it amazing to see the way this has developed and how quickly it's developed while there was all these pains uh, of agony, 100 lost seasons? Boy, the fruits of all the labors of the general manager and the ownership is really becoming uh, obvious, is it not? Yeah, Mike, and I think, you know, the, the great thing was that we, when we went through the difficulty of rebuilding and the fans were really very good about buying in to the plan, uh, they knew they had to be patient. And now I'm watching George Springer, who hit a leadoff homer tonight in Arlington, Texas, bat. And, you know, he was a big part of this thing. And then, you know, Altuve Correa, the other guys, Keichel was a big part of it. Um, Marwin Gonzalez was the first guy acquired by Jeff Luno in the Rule 5 draft. So uh, all these things, and I wondered at the time, you know, of course, <laughs> having been around for a while, we tend to be a little skeptical, Cappy, um, because we've seen... <laughs> you think? <laughs> you think? That did not work for 15 years, right? Uh, but yeah. they've worked. Yep. And uh, you, you have to have some things that are good fortune on your side, like health for the players. But nonetheless, the plan was there, and it has worked. Bill, this is Mike Harge. I'm a former player, and I'm part of AM 1300 The Zone as well. As a former player who f never felt like he knew what was going on in the coaches' or managers' minds when it came to how they feel about me, I get a different sense from the spring training that I was just at with the Astros. It seems like they have a whole lot of communication. Was this part of everything that you thought was going to happen between the Astros and the players? I will say, Mike, that it really was. I think since A.J. Hinch arrived, everything has been completely consistent from day one. And I can remember, of course, I don't, I'm not on the inside anymore. I do a few games. But, but when you're around A.J. every day as a broadcaster, uh, I've never had this, this kind of access to the manager's thinking. And he would take the broadcasters uh, into his confidence. And he would tell us things that he trusted us not to use on the air, and we did not use them on the air, but it allowed us to um, gain some access into his thinking. And, and that's really important, as you know, Mike. So he would say things like, well, uh, Colby Rasmus um, texted me after the game, and, and I had let him know that he was not playing tomorrow night. And Colby wondered why he was not playing tomorrow night. And I texted him back, well, we're facing a left-hander, and I want a right-handed hitting 
uh, outfielder to play left field, and and you don't have real good numbers against this guy. And so then the Astros would win the game, and Colby would come up and give the manager a fist bump. Uh, so I don't think that you as a player, Mike, would have been offended if you received that type of communication from your manager. As we continue with Bill Brown, the very familiar TV voice of the Houston Astros, 30 years in that uh, pilot seat, which is remarkable, uh, but they were great. Do you still do you, do you miss it? Do you miss the day-to-day and the prep uh, coaches, fans, all that stuff? What I like is, is doing a couple games with you, doing a couple games in Corpus, uh, maybe a three or four game series in Houston, uh, maybe one series a month. That is fantastic. I don't miss the daily grind of it. That was what got me, Mike. <laughs> well, you are so much fun to talk with, and we've got you scheduled for late April over here, and uh, I can't wait to see you again, pal. We, we've got a lot more to catch up on. We, you you got to understand. Bill Brown and I burn up telephone lines a lot talking to each other. And, and he's, one, he's one of my go-to guys for the last 20-some-odd years. So we have a great relationship, and, and uh, we really enjoy these games we get to do together. I'll tell you that. Love it. So we will uh, – I'll give you a debrief call tomorrow. How's that? Sounds great, Cappy. I know you need to get Dirk on, so have a good time with him. We, we're going to do that, and, but we're going to ask him all about Bill Brown. No, 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 don't do that. But, but I'll tell you what, he's a charity thing, and he, he is fantastic on these charity outings. Uh, he's having a golf tournament for charity every year. Uh, this, this guy is doing a lot in the community. No doubt about it, and uh, we're, we're, we have that room ready for you, man. Sounds April, great. So. I'm ready to, ready to shoot on over there in a couple of weeks. Okay. Bill Brown's our guest on Talking Baseball with Mike Caps, brought to you by Covert Hutto. And uh, once we get Larry Durker in the queue, we'll uh, finish up this show, the last one in uh, 2019, brought to you by Covert Hutto. Really appreciate Dan Covert and all the bunch over in Hutto. They have been such a great, great sponsor over the last several years. And uh, Dan's a guy that is so unusual, he really wants you to text him for a deal. And it's uh, I, I, I cannot remember ever having done that before or heard of that before. But if you text uh, 512-993-7628, you can have at it with Dan Covert. As we say hello to a former Southern California pitching phenom named Larry Durker, who actually pitched for the Colt 45s. And uh, Larry, to tell you the truth, I can remember seeing you pitch in that old stadium before you got the chance to pitch in the air conditioning. Uh, as we started out, can you give us uh, – I mean, you have so many, so many awards. And, I mean, you won 102 games as a manager. But take us back to that old stadium that was not covered and it was hot and humid. And what was it like to pitch in, in Colt Stadium, for crying out loud? Well, it was wonderful because it was my 18th birthday. And, um, <laughs> you know, it was pretty hard to think about the weather or the, the bugs or anything else with, with the momentous occasion of having to face the San Francisco Giants when three months before that I'd been pitching in high school. Um, and so all of those stories about Cold Stadium I have to um, imagine for having lived a 
my entire life in Houston, and knowing what the summers are like, I can imagine what it was like having to play outdoors. Uh, but in that brief time that I was there, I really didn't notice it. And then we went out to San Francisco and L.A., and then the season was over. The next day, we, next year, we were in the dome. Amazing. Yeah, Larry, this is Mike Harge, and the last two seasons, the Astros have won 100-plus games. You as a manager, you won 102 in 1998. And during that time, that was a phenomenal numbers. Please explain to fans how difficult it is to win those number of games and explain the type of manager that needs to happen when you win 100 games in a major league season. Well, it's, it's clearly uh, difficult because you can go back through the history of the sport and see that there uh, aren't very many teams that win over 100 games. Each year there's probably maybe a chance of one or some years none, maybe some years two. Uh, but it doesn't happen a lot. And usually uh, it happens if you have the right combination uh, of things working. Uh, one is that you don't have too many injuries to key players. Another is that uh, you happen to match up with teams when they do have players that are hurt. Um, and then the chemistry becomes a big thing in the second half of the year because once you start winning, uh, it becomes a, a feeling in the clubhouse and on the field during graphic practice that you're supposed to win. And that's probably where the manager has the biggest influence, and that's certainly not by giving a lot of pep talks. It's just by staying the heck away from them and letting it happen. Uh, and some guys have trouble doing that because they want to be hands-on. But when you have a really good team, you know, it can be, you know, like a self-driving car. You just uh, it, It's fun to watch. Well, Larry, it is fun to watch, and I can remember seeing some of those teams. It's not as if you were without talent either. That's the Biggio and Bagwell era, and, uh, boy, those guys, Berkman, they were all such great gamers, weren't they? Yeah, they were. We, you know, we really, and that's why I said I mostly just watched, because uh, <laughs> you're not going to uh, try to get any more firepower of uh, Biggio and Bagwell and uh, Moises and Lou and Lance Berkman and what they're going to bring on their own. And so if you start trying to bunt and steal and play hit and run and, and do a lot of little ball things, you're, you're probably going to be counterproductive. And, of course, it's that's the theory of baseball in, in the current age is, uh, you know, swing up and hit fly balls and hit home runs and get extra base hits and uh, try to pitch in such a way uh, that you can contain the other team and prevent home runs. So that's kind of what we were doing way back then. Skipper, when we were in uh, spring training in Florida with the Astros, I noticed that Verlander and Cole were working closely with a couple couple of counterparts in the rotation, working on the slider grips, pacing themselves, and in general just sharing ideas. Did that go with you and your older teammates when you were with uh, with the Colt 45s and did you take other suggestions from everybody? Well, uh, it, it was certainly um, part of developing it as a pitcher. Um, same thing goes on with the hitters. And, you know, that's another thing where it, as a coach or a manager, sometimes you're better off um, just to back off because sometimes uh, the guys will 
accept advice uh, more from a veteran player than they will from their hitting coach or their pitching coach. So, you know, you want to know what's going on, and, and then the guys aren't telling them to do something you don't want them to do. But if it's pretty much the, the standard advice for a guy that's in a slump or a guy that needs to learn to hit the other way or whatever, uh, sometimes the, the players can really help you. So when I was a young player, yeah, the, the veteran players gave me advice. I listened to them maybe a little more than I would have the pitching coach. Although, really, I was so young, I was listening to everyone. And at that point, uh, I think that's when the you have to, as a player, uh, become um, the filter of which advice you want to let through and which you want to send back. Because if you do what everyone wants you to do, then you won't even be yourself. So, a lot no of doubt about it. You know, is, is the guys figuring things out on their own? Well, listen, Larry, we're looking forward to having you over here and uh, visiting with you some more, and appreciate your time tonight. Thanks so much. All right. Thanks, guys. You bet. Thank you. Larry Durker is our guest. Special thanks to Mickey Story, to Tim Grubbs, to Keith Moreland, to Bill Brown and Larry Durker, to Mike Harge, Mike Rivera, and Eric Kruger, and to Covert Hutto, and to the folks here at the Brass Tap. I'm Mike Caps. We start 645 pregame, 7 o'clock first pitch from the Shrine on Airline Thursday night. As another season of Round Rock Express baseball continues. And uh, thanks for spending your Monday night with us. And until then, good night, KP, from Round Rock. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.